P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Amen! Let it rock! I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Cody. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy, that's a tape thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of dehumanization. Shut, 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 shut up! Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, we're always at cool, and we're always ready to talk all things Philip Seymour Hoffman. So Kyle, mid-February, Valentine's Day weekend, the weekend of love, and today, you know, let's share a little bit of our love for all things Philip Seymour Hoffman, no? Yeah, why not? Let's. I I love the man. That's why we have a podcast, and I always find like little things now via like Facebook memories and stuff like that that pops up of things before we had the podcast of me just like saying how much I loved him or like sharing a picture, or, like a trailer, or I briefly blogged. I did like one blog article about my love of Philip Seymour Hoffman. So. Yeah, and it's something that, you know, I, I would consider season one of this was the rewatches. Sorry, season one was just the watches a lot of the movies for the first time. Season two, which we're coming to a close, was rewatches of some of his favorite films. Who knows what we'll do after this period. We only have a couple more films that we really wanted to touch. We'll spin the wheel of Hoffman later in the episode to see. Uh, but we just want to thank you guys for sticking with us this long and listening for this long. We love the Hoff fans out there as well. And thank you for listening wherever it is. Stitcher, uh, Google Play, oh, Google Podcast now, sorry. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Remember, hit that subscribe button, and you could also listen to this show on cageclub.me, the flagship. You could listen to my other show, High School Slumber Party, there. You listen to Kyle's other show, Foodie Films, there. And we're always guesting on all, all the shows there. So just appreciate, and we have a love for the Hoff fans who seem to just love the man as much as we do. And we have to acknowledge, though, Kyle, uh, it was... Recently, the anniversary of his passing, correct? Seven years, unfortunately, since we lost Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know, it sucks. And as I, uh, as like I, I said on social media, and we and we we shared on our PS I Love Hoffman social media. But it's just, uh, you know, of course, since we're fans and we've we're always talking about him. Just to think about what other projects he would have worked on, you know, stage or screen, you know, small screen, big screen, who he would have collaborated with, just all the possibilities, but at the same time just have to be so grateful for all the roles uh, that he gave us. So, you know, um, I'm just, I'm thankful for that. And, and obviously my thoughts just always first and foremost go out to his family and friends, just, uh, I, you know. If it made me feel the way I felt, I can't imagine, obviously, what it did for, you know, to, to them. And for sure. Um, yeah. And so just thankful for all the roles that he gave us and, you know, just trying to spread, you know, 
in my mind, I don't understand how someone doesn't know who he is and isn't a fan of his, but for just the little bit that might be out there that haven't discovered him yet, hopefully this podcast in some way helps and you guys take it from there and just watch all of his movies and, and love all, all, you know, all of his roles. So that's just, uh, you know, what I think about. Yeah. It's, it seems so long ago and it seems just like yesterday at the same time, February 2nd, 2014. It's, it's always sad and tragic, but we like to focus on the positive. We like to focus on all the great work he left us and so many great films. That's why we're re-watching The Greatest Hits, and it's taken us more than a year because there are a lot of greatest hits. Let's be honest. There's a lot of greatest hits here. I don't know. I was trying to think of like modern projects that I could see him in, but it's tough with COVID. We're not seeing everything maybe that we should be seeing or whatever. Of course, there was the happiness uh, or happy-ish Right? The series? Yeah. yeah. Who knows? But something tells me he would have aged gracefully into acting. But hey, we're happy with what he left us. So happy. Not much to talk about here. We're still not quite in Oscar season yet. I know there's some award things announced, but I feel like usually... Maybe... When are the Oscars? I don't know. I know they're definitely later... I'm pretty sure they're later than they usually are because they already... It's been a year since the last ones. Okay, that's why I was like confused that we're, there's like no buzz. So okay, so April twenty fifth. So we'll talk about those. Woo, we got time. We'll talk about those probably in our uh, April mid month. It'll be more in season, if you will. That's crazy to think about. April twenty fifth. It just feels late. So it must be. Yeah. So one little weird thing I have in my notes is something that's so tangentially related to Philip Seymour Hoffman. But when I saw it, it blew my mind. So Kyle, I know you didn't get a chance to, but I I recommended a documentary on Netflix called The Battered Bastards of Baseball. Oh, yeah, yeah. So this documentary is came out a couple years ago, and I've been wanting to see it because everyone says it's great. And it's actually about Kurt Russell's father, who was an actor as well. He starred in Bonanza, and a bunch of other things, but he loved baseball. Baseball was his first love. He was like a bat boy for like the uh, Joe DiMaggio Yankees. Oh, wow. Like in the golden era of Yankee stuff. Maybe even before that, if I don't have my timeline correctly. And he wanted to own a baseball team, and he saw an opportunity in Portland to own a minor league team because the minor league, the minor league team left town. But instead of like going through Major League Baseball and having it affiliated with a Major League Baseball team, he's like, no, nah, this is going to be independent. We're just going to have tryouts, and we're going to have an independent baseball team here in a league with like other Major League affiliates. And it's a great story. Kurt Russell actually played for the team because he was actually a big prospect in baseball, I think, for the Angels. Oh, wow. And he got injured, so that's when he went back to acting. But Kurt Russell's in the documentary as well. And there's like a lot of interesting characters. It's super fun. One of the best baseball documentaries I've ever seen. That's for sure. And they're talking to this guy, these two guys, who were the bat boys of the team in Portland. And I'm like, one of these guys looks so familiar. And I couldn't figure it out. No, it was not Phil Smear Hoffman. But, uh, <laughs> so the guy's name is Todd Field. And Todd Field is an Academy Award-nominated filmmaker. But I'm like, I know him from other things. Definitely, like, I don't know him from, like, directing short films and stuff. Todd Field is one of, like, the randos on the team in Twister. Look this guy up. Remember, remember like, Dusty in Twister? Yeah. yeah He's the course, dude who wears, yeah. like, the, the denim jacket in Twister. Like, oh, look at Todd yeah. Field Twister. Yeah, that has, like, 
the kind of spiky hair brunette. Yeah. So Todd Field, not only was he one of the crew members with Dusty and Twister, not only was he a Bat Boy randomly for this team, but him and the other Bat Boy invented the gum Big League Chew. You know Big League Chew? You've seen it like in stores? It's like a fake... This is so weird. That's really? Yeah, how crazy is that? <laughs> so that's what they're really talking about there. And like, oh, you know, we came up with Big League Chew. We saw a lot of guys with tobacco. And like within six months, we were rich. Stuff like that. So isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's, that's really crazy. So yeah, that's a crazy like degree of Philip Sir Hoffman. So, so like this random guy who starred with him and, and invented Big League Chew is featured in this documentary. Just so crazy. Just so crazy. So I'm like, wow. I thought it was going to be something Moneyball related, but yeah, that's just weird. No, even more random. This His film In the Bedroom, which I've never seen, was nominated for five Oscars, which is crazy, right? Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then his other film, his other film, Little Children, which I think I that sounds see. Familiar. Yeah. yeah. Kate Winslet. Yeah. Um, I saw that film and it was good. So... I didn't know it was him. You know, it's one of those weird things. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the only Hoffman note I have. Not a lot of Hoffman news. You and I were hoping to listen to some podcasts for some Hoffman mentions, but I don't think he got mentioned. Uh, you know, just really, really looking forward to the movies. Yeah, and, and just to go off of kind of what you were saying before, you know, like what movies I, I possibly am imagine him in but it's tough obviously with you know covid and lack there of watching like recent movies but like i just think of how awesome it would have been to have seen a father-son you know duo in him and cooper you know for sure and i actually have one more note that's somewhat related to that kyle when you say father-son so not his actual son cooper but his screen son jesse plemons Remember, he plays his son in The Master. Mm -hmm. There was recently an article written about him on The Ringer, which I love The Ringer. That's like Bill Simmons' podcast network and just his whole operation there. Bill Simmons didn't write the article. It was Michael Ballman. But it was about how Jesse Plemons, like, pretty much might be coming into his own right now. And he's, like, quietly building, like, an awesome resume for an actor. Everyone compares him to Philip Seymour Hoffman. And there's actually a comment in the article about it. Just a quick little excerpt. But in The Master, he played the son of Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's a common comparison for Plemons in recent years. Common, if slightly lazy, as the late Oscar winner is sort of shorthand for any top-tier movie actor who isn't traditionally as handsome as Rob Redford. Which, I I totally get that. I think a lot of the comparisons for Jesse Plemons are physical, rather than Mm acting-wise. But it's also a compliment as well. And they go on to talk a little bit about Hoffman, you know, tangentially. If, any, if anything, though, Plemons is the opposite of Hoffman. Hoffman's greatest roles were distinctive and noisy and technically difficult. Just look at the accent work he pulled off on Capote or A Most Wanted Man. Or the manic character he played in The Big Lebowski. Oh, manic? Okay. <laughs> Plemons, on the other hand, never seems like he's acting, even when he's playing an absurd character. He blends into real life, even as his bright red hair, narrow eyes, and high forehead make him instantly recognizable. Jesus, really and I, I know really breaking, picking him up apart physically. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I get what they're saying. They definitely have different styles. Yeah, they, they're, they're. I mean, they're taking on different roles. They have different approaches. But he is really good. I loved. I mean, him on Breaking Bad, but then him in that Breaking Bad movie, El Camino, was. He was awesome, whether you think the movie was necessary or good or bad. I think he was awesome in it. And then, like, uh, 
He was a character on the second season of Fargo, which was a prequel season. He was really good in that. I mean, he's just, he's, he's, he's a really solid actor, but, um, yeah, like, I, I guess first, you know, you're just gonna maybe draw comparisons to Philip Seymour Hoffman because he played his son in a movie, and then just he's not your typical Hollywood leading man looks-wise. I know uh, he's getting a lot of acclaim for that movie, I haven't seen it yet, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, I didn't even know he's in it. Awesome. Yeah, he's in it, and apparently he's really good in it, so... Jesse Plemons, shout out. He feels like an acolyte of PSH in a way. You know, they obviously starred in a prominent role together. So someone we're going to keep our eye on for sure. Kyle, are, are you ready, though? Are you ready to see what film we're going to watch for our... Who is isn't it crazy? March rewatch? I'm ready. Let's uh, I'll count my lucky clovers. <laughs> well, remember, there's only three things left on the wheel, so it's not much of a wheel, you know. It's, oh, like it's going to th- be a like a three-leaf clover. Oh god, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm choosing clover. to grow in this d- direction, but here we are. Did you say choosing to grow in this direction? I, as I, if you, as if you were the clover. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but I misspoke, and I think it sounded like that. <laughs> I uh, I think a three-leaf clover is the regular clover. Yeah, exactly. So that's what. Yeah, it's regular. It's nothing. It's nothing just special. Clovering it up. Yeah. Bright it's going to be a coin next time, but just a reminder, guys, we have three movies left that we want to cover on this season two, our still Hoffman rewatch. It's A Most Wanted Man, which we just mentioned in the article. His last film, Magnolia. Woo, that's a long one. <laughs> and Mission Impossible 3. Let's spin the wheel. On cue, Kyle. That's the winner. Mission Impossible wow. I just oh, I can't wait to watch that one again. I can't wait to watch that one. Oh, he plays such a good bad guy. Such a good hey, What's his name? What's his name? Oh. Owen Davian or something like that? Oh, yeah. That's right. Owen Davian, I think. Yeah. Owen Davian, yeah. Yes, can't wait. Okay, so March, I think it might even be March 1st or 2nd. Let's see. March 1st. March 1st, we're going to be talking and re-watching Mission Impossible 3. All right. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Who directed that one again? That is the direct feature film directorial debut of J.J. Abrams. Crazy. The Star Wars man. <laughs> the Star Wars man. The Felicity Man. And the Star Trek Man. He directed just as many Star True. Trek movies as Star Wars movies. That's a good point. I forgot about that. Awesome. Well, can't wait to talk Mission Impossible 3. Guys, remember, follow us on social media. Listen to all the previous Hoffman episodes, both our original coverage of it and the rewatches. Follow my other show, High School Slumber Party. Foodie Film, still on hiatus? Still on hiatus, yep. COVID, uh, tough times to uh, interview people, so... What a somber, sad note to leave on, but it is true. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. And Kyle, why don't you, why don't you, uh, like always, tell people what they can do? Stay uncool. Sex a thing, sex a thing, you. I believe in miracles.